Hey there, and welcome back to Barely D&D, a sort of Dungeons & Dragons podcast. I'm Landon, and I play Boz in the campaign. Just a heads up, uh, this week's episode is going to be a bit different. Some of the players have come down with something that we think is COVID-19 related, so this episode is going to be split up into two parts, since we aren't able to record a new episode for next week. But if you want to listen to the second part a little bit sooner, subscribe to our Patreon. It's going to be uh, linked in the episode description. We are going to be releasing the second half to this uh, first parter one day from now on Thursday, January 27th on our Patreon um, for uh, everybody to listen to. Shout out to Jonathan for being the first patron. You rock for real. Uh, anyways, this week's adventure is going to be episode 12, Playing With Fire. It is a level 4 adventure and the date is 3488 PB, Tefthrar26. Before we get into it, uh, let's go ahead and recap last week, episode 11, Bad Barter at Big Bills. The fun guys pulled themselves together after dropping Greta on the street and signing a binding contract with the Golden Anvil. While Greta pulled herself off the pavement and had a flood of important conclusions about heroes and legends from around Yalabrin, the party discussed these events as the trio of Craig, Greta, and Boz learned more about their new companion, Tello Nadar. The fun guys eventually made their way to the stockyards to repurchase horses, where the small group investigated their former horse purveyor, only to find the result of Boz's previous suggestion spell to be an empty shop. It was then that the group turned to a larger building down the street, Big Bill's best steeds to fulfill their equine needs. With this finely agricultural interior, the fungis met the eponymous Big Bill, a halfling with a personality of twice his own frame and the mustache to match. The persona of purportedly reproachable reputation inspired in the party a propensity for performing pyrrhic debates of possible price permutation in the purchase of preferred steeds, an admittedly admirable admonishment for which was supplied as a surreptitiously succinct series of focused financial forensics on behalf of the tall and tactfully tactful tello zach zach wrote this he's trying to make me he's trying to make me stumble tello who convinced his copiously coin-laden cohort to consider cajoling the conniving halfling into having his horridly hiked horse prices for the purchase of pleasing pals of passage for the party in short the fungi bought horses after a bit of confusion zach were you trying to write an episode summary or a rap song because honestly i can't tell the difference Satisfied with their purchases and feeling ready for their return to the world beyond the walls of Port Resplendissant, the fungi set out for the northeastern highway to Lama Libre. Trepidation set in as the group of now four witnessed the beauty of northeastern Unsen in summer, painfully aware of how such beauty is juxtaposed against the foreboding road ahead. And with that, let's get into the adventure. Don't forget us to follow us on Patreon. Thanks. Okay, bye. Welcome back. Hello, hello, hello. Micah, do you want to do the introduction for this one real quick? What? Do the introduction. The episode started. Oh, People yeah. are listening. Um, what, what, what are they listening to? You're listening to Barely D&D. And here's your host, Zach. What's on your arm? <laughs> I think it's chocolate. <laughs> I was eating She's saving chocolate. it for later. She's saving it for later. Micah's just sitting like, with a little turd on the floor. <laughs> it's chocolate. It's like the hair tie. I ate a kind bar. <laughs> Did you just rub it I don't. Arm I don't have. It's a lot. <laughs> Can't you just take another finger, rub it off? and No. <laughs> eat it right off of your arm. <laughs> <laughs> so it's not, what's on your arm? Do I have a paper towel? What's on your arm? Allen, you What's do your not know. <laughs> Check your inventory. Is there a paper towel? <laughs> I have kind bars in my inventory now. Um, hey, go. wait, Abby, do you have paper towels in your backpack? No, I can't. Do you have a piece of paper? It's <laughs> just chocolate. Yeah. <laughs> She's allergic to That was so dramatic. It's such a simple No, I checked solution. before it. It's... Hold on. Hold on. Please be dairy. Kind bars well, that's are not dairy free. Definitely recording now. Have fun with that. I'm so Melody. sorry, Melanie. Okay, yeah, it is dairy free. Okay, I had a so little wait. Hold on. Ba let's back this up. You ate a whole kind bar. And you're like, that's fine. And there was some chocolate on your forearm, and I was like, lick it off. And you were like, no. What if it's got dairy in it? Like, I feel no, like that. I think that bolts. Oh so my gosh. That's not why I didn't want to eat it. I just didn't want to like lick, like, like take something off my arm and like, I don't know. Y'all were watching me. It was weird. <laughs> It was still weird, but I did it, okay? Hey, guys, guys, that was a really great intro. Mike is a brave, <laughs> Mike is a brave girl. <laughs> I think we're going to like start now. <laughs> I think we're going to wind back a little bit. Okay, everybody, it's a deep breath. Did we ever change the music in the last episode? I don't think we ever changed the music. No, we didn't. We didn't have to. No, wow. Okay. We should, 
Uh, um, Big Joe should get his own or friendly Billy or <laughs> Joe <laughs> friendly Billy. Billy. <laughs> it's Big Bill and Big John put together. <laughs> Big Joe. <laughs> it's got the top proportions okay. of Big John, but the bottom proportions of Big. We Bill. are making a podcast. We are making a podcast, and we're making it right now. Welcome back to Barely D and D. I'm Landon. You're listening to Barely D and D. I said that it is a sort of Dungeon Dragons podcast. The rest of it is us just laughing at things that might or may not be funny. Um, I think they're funny. Top tier tabletop content gaming. The last word is flexible, like Zach's <laughs> gymnastics. Um, T. That was a okay. The joke didn't <laughs> land. C. Also, like Zach's gymnastics. Yeah, that was a good joke. What did you say? I, I said the jo- I said the joke didn't land. Also, like Zachary and gymnastics. <laughs> oh, um, oh. That was only because of its accuracy. Is that why Zachary's not in gymnastics anymore? <laughs> um, uh, no, Zachary's not in gymnastics because he was giving him back issues. But oh, yeah, Zachary, has we back got issues. your back, Zachary. Um, anyways, thank you so much for listening into the podcast. This is episode twelve. Crazy to think we're at episode twelve now. Wow. Um, technically, it's yet number. to be titled because we're starting it right now. Um, but, uh, Zachary, I hear you have a question for the <gasps> Yay! I do, because I remember that. I always um, forget, and I'm if, always excited. If. Okay, I thought of a question immediately, but I don't know if it was good. Oh, okay. Just <laughs> um, try it. If you. <laughs> I don't. Oh, man, is. I don't know if Mike and Abby are going to be old. If you had this. to resolve conflict, um, what would you do? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. If you had to get. Like, <laughs> like, create, more, create more. Create um, more. <laughs> if you guys were. <laughs> Okay, if this doesn't land, I have an immediate follow-up that, that'll fix it. If you guys were one of the um, one of the kids with the power rings from Captain Planet, which one would you guys be? Is that too old of a reference? I did not. Yes. I've never watched Dang Captain it. Planet. I'm okay. sorry, Zachary. Nobody knows what Captain Planet is. It's a great, it's, it's an old show. You imagine. Um, power if, Rangers? Imagine. I was, I was going to back up with, if you guys instead were one of the Power Rangers, which which Power Ranger would you kill? <gasps> Can I do... Never mind. I can't just change the different question. Powers. Are we all gonna fight for the Green Ranger? Is that what we're gonna do? You here? Did, you've never no. seen the Power Rangers, Micah? Can no. I be? Can I choose from the Ninjago? I, we weren't allowed to Ninjago? watch Power, <laughs> Power Rangers. I've not seen any of these shows. Weren't allowed to watch Power can Rangers. Can I choose from the ponies and no. My Little Pony? What in the homeschool? Okay, if uh, I don't know the My Little Ponies, what am I supposed to do? I'd be Applejack. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Please do my little ponies. Yes, yes, do my little ponies. We don't want to attract oh this crowd, guys. <laughs> we just had a horse. We just had a horse episode. We just had a horse episode. Fine, fine. If each of your characters was one of the My Little Ponies, which one would they be? <laughs> Jeez, what's the what one happens that flies when we don't have the and like is angry at everybody and is always trying to be the best? Wait, who'd you say? The one that is like the Pegasus and like flies and is always oh, trying to yeah. be the best and is always grumpy. Oh, Twilight. That what? Was, no, that's, that's not Twilight. Twilight. No, that's Twilight's not Twilight. Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash. Rainbow Dash. Craig is Rainbow Dash. <laughs> I'm Rainbow Dash, you guys. I'm just quirky and different and not like other girls. You know what I'm saying? Heckin' yeah. In that Craig Heckin isn't heat. a girl. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's doing the job. not like other girls. <laughs> is it my turn? Oh my gosh, Zach. Oh, you never watched My Little Pony, so you don't even know. What the frick? What in the public school? What's the what guy the like? The cha- <laughs> what in the public school? <laughs> you know, okay, Abby. You know that chaos guy that is like you? the. You know, like the chaos guy that's like the mesh of all the different characters. Yeah. Like all the different animals. That's Yelik Tanath. Yelik Tanath. Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh, it is. Right. Discord. That's what I picture when I see him. Discord. Yeah. yeah. That's what I see. Anyways, <gasps> oh back to the question at hand. About that. Wait, wait. What about you guys? Technically, I answered for you, Micah. So you're free to do your own thing. No, no, I. No, you still have to do Boz. I still, I still think it's Rainbow Dash. So, Boz, what's which? My little pony, are you? <laughs> I joked earlier. I said Applejack, but I really think it'd be Applejack, though. Okay. Okay. A little bit know, backwoods. Yeah. Really knows what's right, but okay. loves Drawing apples. Conviction. I don't know. I feel like Boz likes apples. <laughs> um. Yeah. Wait, did Greta answer? I think I would be Pinkie Pie. Not in aesthetic, but like totally in personality. Man, all of this I love that. The pink one with the balloons, silly. I don't know. The pink one with the balloons. Okay. Um, so which which NPC am I this week? <laughs> what? Big Spaghetti Bill. Spaghetti again. No. Tello. Because I have an answer if you don't know. Oh, Tello. Yeah, let's do what Tello. What My Little Pony character would he be? Um... Well, as with everything with the fun guys so far, Tello doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I feel so bad. I for really him. don't know what to answer. Twilight. 
That's your no. answer. Yeah. No. He's intelligent and clever. He's chill. And Twilight is really What's the uptight? fashion designer? Rarity. The fashion designer one. Why do I know Rarity. this so well? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> I grew up on My Little Pony. Okay, I know it. The only thing I, I know comes when I was from like 13 Micah. years old. <laughs> yeah, Landon, whatever you have to say. Uh, I don't know. I feel like there's not a Tello character. I don't think Twilight. there is, because Tello's pretty mellow. Twilight. Mellow Tello. Mellow Tello. The, uh, the, French, Tello. the French pony. There's not That's a French pony. The French pony. Well, the well Rarity's kind of French. Or she seems right French. Mm. Oh, I already have the next question. I call Dibs on the next question for the next episode. Can we ask just okay. us two? I really like it. Can I can I do a bonus question? Can you yeah! do a bonus question? Because I really like it. This is what happens when okay. Melanie's not here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this is why we need uh, Melanie. If you're... If your character was a Gilmore Girls character, <gasps> I love you be? so much. Wait, did you know that's my favorite show? Know. That okay, is my what? favorite show. Space I've seen Captain... it five times. Well, what? I don't know. Listen, Captain this Planet's show is so good. <laughs> they do such a great job at writing characters. And Craig like, would be the lead character. No, Rory is like the most flawed creature imaginable. And There's, right, right, right. She's the villain. It's so she great. is the villain. She's the bad. She seems... She's the bad guy. I'm sorry. Okay, we're gonna start a Gilmore Girls podcast. I think this is becoming. Here's the deal. Craig would be Luke. Yes. Yeah. Craig would no, be I Luke. No, I can see that. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Completely emotionally closed off, but still like a good He's guy. He's worth getting to the center of, right? I yeah. Jess. Maybe. Just we'll I see. Really like Jess. But I think I would be. Who are you? Who was. I'm answering the question. No, who are you? Oh, I'm Greta. I'm Abby and I play Greta. The no oh my player. gosh, I forgot about that. I'm Abby. Yeah, we haven't introduced our characters in a while. So, no, someone just listens Sometimes in and is like, oh, I'm, 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 I'm Rainbow Dash. Anyway, I'm. Insert audio. <laughs> Landing recording it. We need post. to record clips of each of them saying their characters so when they forget each week, we can just plug it in. <laughs> just push the sound bar thing. <laughs> we can do that. I'm. And then you could just do soundbar. <laughs> like a telephone, like when you answer the phone and it's like someone's voice. Man, now. we are not moving forward. Um, okay. Uh, uh, Boz, what's yours? Um, I feel like if if Boz was a Gilmore Girls um, <laughs> character, he, he'd, be Kirk. he'd be Kirk not for helpful. sure. He'd be what? He'd be Kirk. Sorry, I didn't realize it kept Kirk. going. You're right. He'd be Kirk. <laughs> I feel like he'd be Kirk Socially for sure. awkward with many jobs. Kirk was weird. Yeah. Kirk was weird. <laughs> and Boz is a half-dried <laughs> druid. Um, uh, fourth level. So, who am I doing this? Wait, no. wait, wait. Is it still wait, Tello? No. It... I'd say Tello. But we didn't get an answer from Greta, did we? I think I'd be Rory's friend, but I don't remember her name. Oh, uh, oh Lane. my gosh. Oh my gosh. Oh, oh Lane. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris Lane. Paris Lane. Or the. Okay. Yeah, you'd be Lane. Um, I think we should do Tello again. I feel like I feel like we owe whoever tunes into this episode like a timestamp for when the episode starts. <laughs> yeah, we should. They like it. Okay, they like our. So who's Tello? Who would Tello be in the Gilmore Girls universe? Tello would be. We continue to do this with Dean. shows I don't know. Dean. Dean. <laughs> he would. No, be Dean. Dean is kind of a. No. Everyone oh in that show is not jerk. a Gilmore girl talk show. Like you know what I'm talking you about. You started it. I started it technically. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. I've, I'm, I'm feeling the... Yeah, so let's get wrapped up. I really want to meet someone that's going to be like, uh, who's a French guy in the uh, inn? What? Oh, Michelle? Michelle. I want to meet an NPC like Michelle one day, Zachary. So Which basically cool. means... I still don't know what we're so talking about. So watch all of the show. And so watch Michelle. all the shows. Please watch it. It's my favorite show. With all your show. free time. Yeah, don't worry, I'll just, okay, I'll let's get, let's get this session. We can talk about Captain, Captain Moon now. We can talk about it now. Okay. Throwing shady Captain Planet. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Okay, Zach, take us to the bridge. Let's start a session with a frustrated DM, shall we? Anyway, so um, we resume... With the fun guys uh, having just left. I just love the name fun guys. Every oh, time okay. I hear it. <laughs> there was such a strong reaction. It brings me card. joy every time I hear it. I, I love that you guys have done this because I think in <laughs> all my years, like in all that I know about d and I don't think I've ever seen a group with a more ridiculous name. In our <laughs> That's um, uh, so Some of the people just, will respect it. Yeah. Um, well, I'm just I'm looking forward to <laughs> the like, however many adventures from now <laughs> when you guys are like, like there's some really epic scene and an NPC who's totally on board has to just be like, the fun guy saved that day. <laughs> <laughs> that's serious. Um, okay, so, but we resume with, um, uh, we resume with the fun guys uh, leaving Port Esplendissant on your two horses, uh, Licorice and the horse who has yet to be named. Um, Spirit. 
Let's do that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I hope that. I, hope I like that. to imagine that. I'm oh, sorry, go ahead. I was talking. I didn't say. I like to imagine that whoever out there, like Matt Damon, just gets a little shivers every single time you do that. Did uh, Matt Damon play Spirit? Yeah. Matt Damon. yeah, Matt Damon. Matt Damon, if you want to come on the podcast and role play as Spirit, yeah. Matt Damon, Damon come on. Matt Damon was the voice actor. I haven't seen the horse. I haven't seen the movie. Oh, it's so good. Anyway, focus <laughs> that. So, you guys are leaving Forest Plenty Saw on your two horses, and uh, it's the middle of that bright day, and there's the huge rolling fields of grass everywhere. So, just to be clear, um, because you guys have a map, uh, you guys are about there. If you guys okay. want to look at that on the map. Um, so it's just huge open fields of grass and there's the very large caravans of people uh, moving into the city. Um, and I, I imagine that like you guys as as riders are moving sort of slowly away from the caravans, more out into the open fields. Um, and uh, what's everybody doing as you ride on the wall? Can I, is this downtime? Uh, because it, technically I'm not doing anything. I don't know anything about downtime, but. I mean, you don't have to argue it to me. Uh, it, I mean, yeah, it definitely can be. Downtime is usually very specifically like when you're not doing anything and you are riding a horse, but I'm not going to be that exact about it. I mean, sure. What are you looking to do? I want to read the book. I want to spend time learning the language. You can absolutely start Wait, reading okay. uh, so as you travel. Did we, did we leave the books with Spaguber? Because he asked to, ta- to keep them. You, no, okay. So real quick note, um, as someone who referenced the episode like four times to check, um, you did take the, the Uncinian book okay, with yeah. you. Um, oh, you're right. You're right. I'm sorry. My bad. Uh, yeah, no, it's all good. Um, and uh, Oh, so I should put that in my inventory. Yes. Gotcha. Um, and also, it's up to you, Landon, or Boz, excuse me, whether or not you want to have had um, left the uh, Love Under the Mountain book. You showed it to Spaguber, Um, but I don't know that you specified whether or not you left it. So you can you can have brought it or have left it. It's up to you. I'm going to take it with me. Okay, so so you have um, Uncinian for the lay public, and you have um, uh, uh, you have Love Under the Mountain. So um, you guys can uh, you guys can have those books with you if you'd like. Can I read it? Okay. I not to be like technical, but I was reading in either your message or the players or the the what is it called? Player's handbook. The dungeon, dungeon master's guide. Yeah, that you have to like specifically say like, oh, this is downtime, and I'd like to study. I this uh, is yeah. So that that is that is how downtime works traditionally in D anD. d Um, so this absolutely qualifies. Okay. Um, you uh, just for whatever it's worth, you do not have to announce to me this is downtime. I'm doing downtime. I won't be that forceful <laughs> and technical. Okay. You can if you want. I to. declare bankruptcy. <laughs> <laughs> you can just know that time in between activities is definitely downtime. Okay. Um, I mean. Like half of what you guys did in Portis when they saw was downtime. Okay. Uh, so it absolutely <laughs> qualifies. Um, so can I say like, hey, I'm reading my book now and that counts towards me learning the language? Well, um, I message you with specific mechanics okay. on how to do this, which I'm trying to scroll to. Um, so. Oh, it's. Sorry, go ahead. No, it's okay. Could you actually read it off for me, Abby? Because I haven't reviewed it uh, for a little while. And also, um, listener, if you hear this mechanic and you like it, if you're a DM, uh uh, listener, please feel free to um, uh, to put it in your game, uh, but don't publish it because there's going to be some legal infringement stuff. For whatever that's worth, I'm just letting you know, leader, uh, listener. But anyway, <laughs> leader, <laughs> leader. Uh, but uh, yeah, feel free to use this mechanic if you like it. Sorry, please, please resume, Abby. Am I reading it? Uh, you can read it out loud. Or, well, so basically, can you just read the basic mechanics off for like what it takes for you to learn the language from the book? Yes. As player knowledge, let me know if I'm reading from the wrong spot. I'm just going to start reading. The books are intro books, but they provide players with a foundational grasp of the topics, giving a serious and regular dedication to reading them in roleplay downtime. Upon completing each, um, upon completely reading each book, which needs to be announced as downtime activity, when the group has downtime, your character will gain a basic grasp of the given language. Your character must complete at least 60 hours of reading and practice, which you may roleplay to the degree that you desire over the course of at least three weeks, but no more than two months. These boons may be recorded under languages and proficiencies, but need to be marked differently from fluent languages. If you desire your character to become more functionally fluent in a given language, they need to regularly roleplay or at least announce in downtime during in story passage of time when allowed by plot, conversing in said language with another fluent speaker of the given language. This conversation needs to take up at least 100 hours on 
in-game time over the course of less than a year. This is a very large time requirement and is designed to be largely completed off-screen but must still be announced in gameplay or agreed upon with the DM. So those are going to be the requirements for Greta to learn this language. So Greta, if you are trying to use this book, um, I just want you to start keeping a tracker. You can do it on your on your character sheet, on the back. You can put it somewhere on the second page, wherever you want to put it. I just want you to start keeping a tally of where you're at with each of those requirements. Where you're at in the total 60 hours of like reading and practice to get mm -hmm. the basic knowledge and where you are, if, if you want to become fluent after that, in the 100 hours of... Um, uh, of you know, like practice with a fluent speaker. Okay, so Boz, I would like, Boz, can I please read you this book, please? Oh yeah, I'd love that. I, you know I love a good um, quality time with friends. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, you know I love a good story and it's just Uncinian. Okay. But what is the book? Is it about... Languages? It is. It's Uncinian. I was going to learn, try and learn how to read Uncinian. Okay, well, if you could learn how to say, where is the magic tree? And then I'll, and then maybe I'll, I'll like teach me how to say that and okay. I'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll work on that. Let me look I'm into it kidding. and see what uh, I can Anything do. you can give me, honestly, would be, would be great. Okay. Okay. So Greta, um, you begin thumbing through the book. Uh, what is the name of the author again? I can find that if you don't have it, but do you what? have that written down? I don't notes? know that I did write it down, but I can check. That's fine. Uh, and this is probably me patting myself on the back, but I just want to make sure I get this right. Uh, hold on, I have it. What? It's Neville Smith. Because you guys like the same? name a ton. Yeah, he, authors, he authored all three books you guys got. Neville Smith. Yeah, Neville Smith. Um, but anyway, Neville so Smith. as you're reading, Greta, um, Neville Smith is a very dry author. Hmm. Um, well, it's and a textbook, right? Uh, it, it is very similar to one. I mean, okay. that doesn't necessarily exist in this world. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> this is like the person innovating that field. Oh, okay. So it's all <laughs> the dryness of a textbook without the polished nature necessarily. Okay. And there's a certain quality to it that's like learning his order of things. Like um, you get the feeling that this is an individual who decided to create texts on rigor. Um, you get the feeling this is a very academic person. Um, and uh, well, academics are, can sometimes be very good authors. Um, uh, sometimes there's a divorce there and you get the feeling that this author is much more someone who has a very firm grasp of the information and a moderate grasp of effective writing. Mm. And so it really drags at times and sometimes he repeats concepts more than you need to. Sometimes he does it a bit less. Like already in the course of reading, you're like, I can see where this thing could be better. Um, but it, it just starts with, uh, it starts with, with a basic, like there's like a whole chapter at the beginning about like the like origins of the language or something. Do you read through that? You get the yeah. feeling it's kind of extraneous, but I do. Okay, so you, you read that for a while, but then eventually the second chapter—it's more like a, like a forward. The second chapter just starts in on verb conjugation and verb structure. Mm -hmm. um, so you and Boz do this for um, uh, an hour or two, uh, or actually, how long do you? You're writing for a while. How long do you want to do this for? Um, I feel like I guess Greta is the one with the book, so she can answer that. Yeah. I think I, I mean I think I'm going to do it until Boz gets sick of it and says something. How long do you think it would take for you to get sick of it, Boz? I feel like I am, Boz is very, I'm, I'm very excited just to be spending time with Greta and learning something. And I love learning new things and experiencing the world. So I don't get, I don't get tired of it. Okay. Um, we'll go ahead. Um, Sorry. I am exhausted. So I feel like I can't pay attention as well as I would want to, but the, the desire is there. Like I, I like it and I enjoy it, but I don't know if I can like pay full attention. Like I'm trying to drive a horse and that's the that's taking most gotcha. of my Okay, so right I'll now. tell you what. Um, here's what I want you guys to do. Um, Greta, I want you to mark down four hours of practice from the book. You really dive in. And Boz, I want you to write down two. Because I'm going to say you okay. get like half of the benefit because you're sort of like, you know, you're paying attention sometimes, sometimes you're not. And you guys are like practicing some of the basics with each other as you start to get into verbs. Um, uh, Craig, mm -hmm. uh, they do this for four hours. <laughs> Uh, and you know, like we'll say that it's a bit on and off and whatnot, but they do this for quite some time. Uh, what do you, do you and Tello talk about anything over the hours of course of writing? Yeah, I want to ask him, so Tello, what did, what what do you do? Like, you know, when you're not with, when you weren't with us, what, what were you doing? Uh, uh, certainly. Um, well, like I said, I am, uh, I'm a personal aide to the Count, mm -hmm. um, which really is to say that I do a lot of different things. Um, I, uh, sometimes I'm ferrying items for him. 
more specifically, I've worked for him for a handful of years now, a couple, and um, I've sort of moved up a bit in the work that I do. So for a while, I was like a personal courier of items. Um, but I've graduated now to sort of making sure that items get to the right place. Maybe I'm personally carrying it, maybe I'm overseeing in the way that I am doing with you all now. Um, sometimes I deliver contractual information or oversee its process. Um, sometimes I make sure that highly sensitive messages get to the right people. Um, from time to time, I act as a bodyguard. Mm. Um, sometimes I might guard individuals who he sees many foreign officials or business people like Miss Iguo. Mm-hmm. So I might accompany her to uh, to his uh, to his castle. Um, you know, I just different work for him. So you've traveled to like really cool places. I have been in a lot of different places. What it's is a perk of the job? What is the most beautiful sunrise you've ever? Like, where was the most beautiful sunrise you've ever seen? Fascinating question, Craig. Um, I mean, the sunrises off the Bay of Winston are breathtaking. Have you ever seen one? Um, yeah, I saw you know that one time. It was amazing. Though it reflects the city off of the water. Yeah. Um, but hmm. Have you ever been to Jazd? No, I mean I don't think I have. I'm going to say it's a top up of a toss up of three. It's hard, but the bay of Port Respondisana is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, in Jazd, it's a very dry, dry, dusty place. And a lot of dust gets kicked up into the sky, so it uh, gets caught in the sunrise, and you get a lot of reds and golds and purples. Wow. Um, Saw a beautiful sunrise there. Um, And then there is one in Zilliam. It is a a very green place, rolling hills, mountains. And I got to watch the sunrise come over some mountains once. And it was just worth the whole journey, to be honest. Do you have any family like that goes with you or anything? No, I haven't seen my family in quite some time. I do have some family, but I haven't seen them in a long time. Is Is there any reason? Uh, make a persuasion check, Craig. I cast, <coughs> I cast empathy. <laughs> I cast manipulation. No. <laughs> I, I cast, cast empathy. Big sad level. listening eyes. <laughs> persuasion. Yeah. Uh, that's a six. Okay. Uh, there are reasons, but we have a lot of time to travel together, huh? Yeah. Let's get to know each other a bit better first. Oh, okay. What about you? Do you have family? Yeah, I, I have family. It's a little complicated, but... Um, well, I don't if, mean to press you further than no, you pressed me, no, but... No, no, you're good. I, no, I don't care. Like, everything I do here is for them. Everything that I... Uh, all that I do um, with these guys is uh, for my family. And just to kind of show them, like, hey, like, I'm good. You know, I'm In I'm what ready. way? I'm, I'm ready to go back to where they are and um yeah i have um there's just some stuff going on like <laughs> between uh, my wife and me and mm. um sometimes my my son likes to side with his mom and um you know having two against one it's a little difficult to get a say in or express things when you weren't really taught how mm. so um, there's that, but they're they're really nice. I I just want them to know that I that I care. Um, That's hard. Yeah, I you know. You know, I've met a lot of people. I do almost nothing but meet people sometimes. I think that's one of the best reasons I've ever heard for going out into the world and doing things. Yeah, I mean, they didn't really give me a choice. Um, basically, said like. Hey, I don't think you should be here anymore. Um, and I lost my job. I lost everything. I lost my family. And uh, I just miss them. But I'm trying. I'm trying hard. You know, you say that. And I don't know you well. But you're doing this. That was a choice, right? You could have been kicked out and said, Well, I don't need you. Or I don't care. And instead, you're trying to redeem something. Yeah. I think maybe you've made the most meaningful decision you could. Huh? Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell myself. I tell myself that sometimes. <laughs> Got hope in it. But, uh, man, if when I get back there and I tell them what I did to those Kefkins, oh, they're going to be so happy. Mm. 
Well, if you're trying, that's already more than half of the children and wives in the world can say, huh? Yeah. Where are you, um, where are you from? Oh my gosh, the word is just slipped from my brain. It starts with a B. It's There's a, bas- a map on the bas- table. Biasta. Biasta? Biasta. That is far north. Yeah. That sounds cold. It is, but uh, you know, it's, it, um, makes me, makes me appreciate what's around me over here, you know, makes me appreciate the warmth in the sun a little bit more, um, which I, I know that a lot of people will be like, oh man, it sucks. It's so hot or, oh man, it's just dreadful. But man, I love it. I love it. Down here or up there? Down over here. Oof. I can't imagine going that far north. I've never been past Yaslan. That's far. Really? Yeah. Wow. Would you ever consider going? If the count sent me, well, I'd rather not go. <laughs> yeah. I'm from Unsen, so that's a cold climate. Yeah. You kind of have to be born in it to, like, I really... Bet. How's the food out there? The food? It seems... I've heard it's harsh and simple. It's not great. It's mm. not great, but, um... When you have little and you... When you have little, it, it just means a lot more when you get something. And, uh... It just teaches you a lot of life lessons and uh, makes you not so materialistic. Hmm. Alright, I've got one more for you. Um, how did you get the brand on your wrist? How did you end up in this whole scenario? My friends. My friends are a little out of control. And as you guys are having um, this conversation, you guys are like 10 feet apart. Or maybe like more, 15. The horses have meandered a little bit. And Greta and Boz are just really laid into like practicing this book. Like, Boz, are you kind of like struggling to pay attention? Yeah, I'm like struggling to pay attention. I'm like, like, we're just repeating words and hearing under my breath. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and I assume Greta's reading with great interest and fervor. Mm-hmm. Okay. So you guys are a bit out of earshot as you're having mm-hmm. this conversation. Mm, my friends are a little out of control. They, uh, they said, <laughs> what was, what was the word that they said? It was um oh, the brass company. Yeah, the brass company. They said they mentioned the brass company Oof. just in conversation, and they they noticed that someone turned their head, and so they went after them and um started talking to them about it, called them out. You know, got to be direct, right? And uh, that person brought us back to um where you know a member of La Palma Verde. Yeah, 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 yeah. And they got in trouble. And no, no, no. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> They didn't get in trouble. You are. <laughs> I got in trouble. Just for saying the name? That seems I didn't, like yeah. less than usual. Um, and plenty of people say the name and that's not the problem. Well, the thing is, they thought that we were going to be like working with them and they thought that we had like... How did they get to that conclusion? Oh gosh, man. There's been so many things that have been happening. I think that we got confused mm. a little bit. And uh, so when we were talking to them, and it just it just appeared there was just miscommunications and like mm, stuff like that. Um, it happens. It happens. But I was the one that paid for it, even though the whole time I had no idea what was happening. I was like, wow, these are really cool buildings, you know. I was like, mm. man, I love making new friends. Um, and then they started to brand me. <laughs> yeah, no, well, it was painful. Rough. So you were taken all the way down to the central chamber, huh? Yeah. The we met the. The big lady, you know, like the power. You met the countess? Yeah. She's really cool. I mean, that sucks that you got branded, but that's incredible. I, I haven't met the countess. You haven't? Oh my gosh. Countess She's intimidating. <laughs> I was kind of sweating. What does she look like? I've heard about her, but I've never seen her. She's really pretty. That's what I've heard. Yeah. Wow. All right. All right. But when we're done with this, I got to go back and get another brand. Hmm. Well, it sucks, but good standing with Le Pomodoro, that's a pretty good thing. Yeah, I mean... I was working for them before they countered me, so yeah? it's good work, yeah. Yeah. Very well. I feel like they hold themselves a lot better than a lot of groups do, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You see they... the brass company? I uh, I worked for them first. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, they so wait, how did you well. go from working for the brass company to working with La Palma Verde? Well, like I said, plenty of time to know each other, but um, uh, I went north first, uh, up to uh, Homkov. Uh, I actually, 
actually met the big man eventually, Timnan, oh, in wow. Alaban. Um, but uh, uh, I worked for them for a bit, but the work wasn't competitive. Uh, I mean, if you worked directly for one of the higher ups, you could get some good pay, but a lot of the lower work was for scratch. And mm. uh, I didn't particularly want to push drugs. So yeah. uh, eventually I got the ship southward. And I never got far enough in to get uh, anything that's too strongly confirmed me with the group. So I just sort of left it behind me and traded my work over to La Palma Ver. I probably couldn't go back, but uh, much better work. Yeah. And eventually when uh, I was doing a job for La Palma Ver when I ran into the count and uh, he hired me after that work, he liked my skills and uh, he's a business partner of La Palma Ver, so they didn't care. And uh, I've worked for him ever since, about four years. Okay, that's great, that's great. Yeah. Man, well, I'm glad that we get to work together in this. You know what, I'll tell you what, you guys are, and he sort of leans in, Greta's weird, but um, you guys are kind of fun. And uh, I've worked with a lot of people and I would take uh, strange over awful any day. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Let me tell you a little bit about Greta. Okay. <laughs> so Greta, she's, she just thinks differently than everyone. Mm. But you know what? That is so helpful because she will catch people off guard in conversation and it just allows like more information to come in and we just learn so much more and she's never afraid to just go up to someone and ask something or talk to people. And yeah, I mean, it got, gets us in trouble sometimes, but the majority of the time it's so helpful and sure she crawls on the ground and like hides berries in her coat and stuff, but um... I don't know. She she loves and she cares and she's always so she has huh? Yeah. No, she stinks all the time. But um <laughs> I wouldn't even call it a stink, it was just confusing. But if it's mashed berries, that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I'm willing to bet everyone has value. I'm I'm looking forward to knowing y'all. Y'all seem interesting. Yeah. Okay. Um and Boz and Craig talk for quite a while. Boz and um, Craig? Boz and Craig. <laughs> uh, Craig and hey, Tom, Boz, what sorry. you doing? Um, <laughs> you look hey, tired. Hey, Craig. I got our elves <laughs> I want to talk up. to you for a while. Um, but uh, uh, Boz, you and Greta have been practicing your book for quite some time. Yeah. Um, like four hours. Yeah. Is there still a stream of people that we're like that we can see? Um, so or, or? you guys ride for a number of hours, and eventually um, the line tapers out a bit. What happens is it starts to come in waves, um, and the waves look different. Sometimes, like the mass is gathering at the gates to the city, but the waves are um, sometimes it's two carts and a couple families. Sometimes it's a couple hundred, um, but there's a pretty good line going. But as you guys get maybe like more than a number of miles outside of the city, it starts to taper off. And you guys really only see a group every once in a while. It starts to really, uh, you guys haven't seen a, a group in a while, but they come in very different conditions. Um, there are some who looked just kind of fine and traveling, maybe a little disheartened, but otherwise the same. And you, uh, uh, for one portion, you come across a group where um, uh, everyone looks really rough. Mm -hmm. There's a group where half the people there are injured. Um, you Even from the distance away that you're riding from the road, you can see like blood on people. Um, uh, some of them have some burn marks, uh, like like where their, their clothes look scorched. So a lot of different conditions that people are living in. Um, and, uh, Boz, you asked the question, correct? Yes. Could you make a perception check for me? Yeah. I I roll at disadvantage, but I rolled in at one. So okay. um, um you're you're really starting to get sleepy. So it just seems like a stream of people. You don't really pick up any additional details beyond those. Um, but they do taper <laughs> off after a time. Um well, I can drive it. What time of day is it? Uh you what guys are getting driving? to about like the sunset is nearing. Um, the sky is okay. beginning to turn a deeper shade of blue and it's cooling down a bit. Uh, now, I in Unsen, should... in this area, it's still a very pleasant change. So it's still feeling closer, especially in the summer. It's going from like 75 to 70 right now, but it's it's cooling down a bit. <clears throat> hey, uh, Greta, um, do you think we should like signal to the others that we should make camp somewhere close or you figure something out? Yeah, yeah. You think we should? Because yeah. I think we should... I think we should start before dark. You know what I mean? Like before yeah. it gets too dark out. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I'm gonna um, yell really loud. Okay. No, no, no. Here, let me wait. Let me wait. Do you I mean, see you that loud? Like, you guys are like twenty or thirty feet away, but you can yell if you want to wave if you want to. 
up to you. I... Or do you say you're going to yell out loud or do you just start yelling? <laughs> Not yell, but I'm just going to make a really loud exclamation. Not a really loud, a medium loud exclamation. Okay. So like, ah! Okay, so Greta, ah! And, uh, <laughs> I mean, tell Greta. her it's over immediately. I'm gonna, is Greta in trouble? I, I, I wave at you guys. Like, I, I just wave. <laughs> okay. I mean, and, like, I start, I start directing spirit towards them. Craig, do you pull the reins toward them? Yeah. Okay, so, I mean, uh, licorice, licorice <laughs> uh, complies and just sort of shakes his head, uh, and, like, trots through the grass. It's my uh, horse. Uh, toward, toward the others. You guys are slightly higher than they are, because licorice is slightly bigger than the horse that shall not be named. Um, but... <laughs> I mean, you guys go like, you guys go like 15 feet closer and then you're only like 18 feet away or eight feet away. It's not far. And you guys are definitely within talking range. Guys, I think we should make, I think we should find a place to make camp. The sun's starting to set. Please say whenever like boss talks to spirit, please make spirit say his name is Voldemort. (laughs) Anyway, um, Tello turns toward you, boss, and goes, uh, sure. Seems a bit early, but we can. I mean, you know, it's close to Oh, it to does sunset. it? I'm just trying to be careful. I just don't well, want to be caught off guard. And people wait for sunset, but it's coming on. We can set an early camp. I know you're tired. I'm exhausted. Yeah. I'd love to lay down. Yeah. That's fine, yeah. Um, okay. Where do you want to stop? And it's just open fields Is there a tree everywhere. somewhere? Uh, make a perception check. Perception tree check. Roll for tree. Is there any way that I can make my rings make fire? Um, are you asking how they work? So, um, when you want to use them, you'll just squeeze your fingers together and will them to do so, and they will cast the spell. Um, uh, oh, shoot. I forgot the name of the spell suddenly. That's what I say to make they'll, them go, they'll oh, cast shoot. Scorching. <laughs> I'm sorry. They'll cast Scorching Ray. <clears throat> Which could be a Cats and Planet reference on its own, but that's wasted here, and that's fine. <clears throat> now, I, I just want to say I, I have an Explorer's Pack, you guys, so I can start a fire pretty uh-uh. easily. No, 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 no. No, hey. You said perception. I want to use my rings. Look how cool they look. I hold up my hands. Do you understand that like 60% of your rolls are in the 20s? Maybe 70. No, it's fine. Well, ride the high while you can, but it's crazy. Well, Craig, I mean, you can do that for sure. I was just thinking we're about to go into like a war zone, and and those rings are pretty powerful. So I was thinking we could like save the charges on them. How many charges do you have, Craig? I think, is it like three? You can cast it three times? They have as many or as my... I want. Wow, that is really powerful. How did you find an item really? like that? Oh boy, we're going to tell I that story? I just have to... <laughs> Miskor. Oh shoot, you all went to Madame Miskor's and you're alive? Yeah. Well, well, I mean, I guess a lot of people don't die. Do you, but... you want to know? That's why Boz's hair is so We got loyalty cards. Crapped up. Dang. So I'm really traveling with like the worst group I possibly could. Huh? Probably. Hey, we survived to the Well, you survive usually. It's the stuff that comes after, from what I hear. You're pretty resilient. Yeah, pretty involved, but here we are. <laughs> okay, so how are you using the rings? I'm going, well, I think I'm not going to realize I have to do this, like the okay. thing. So I'm going to like rub them together. <laughs> okay. Take your hands, you start rubbing the rings. And in the midst, I'm doing this. There's just like Craig, grinding where sound. are you going to put the fire that you get? You're just going to put it on the ground? Craig we don't have a fireplace or a tree. We don't even have a Tell tree. Her, like, We're going to light a wildfire. Craig, I hope you realize, Craig. 20. 20. Okay, Doom. Is this going to make a wildfire? I don't know. I are you asking me what the outcome of your action is going to be before I'm you do it? I'm just concerned that I'm going to cause like a huge fire. I don't the know. You're going to do go... things and things might happen. I don't know. Pew, pew. You literally do know. Okay. You you will <laughs> no. fire? Okay. Yeah. Well, pew, pew. Uh, Craig just said he did. Okay. So back up, back up. Greta, um, you look around. You don't see any trees for quite a distance. Um, uh, so like pretty far out in either direction, you do not see trees. It looks like it's open fields for quite some way. So um, a rock or just field? Well, you got a 20, so what I'm going to tell you is pretty far off, like maybe like 800 feet uh, southeast, um, you see like a very small body of water, um, like a slight, like a little playa lake that's been formed by some some rainfall that gathered in a slight dip in the fields, and there looks like a large, there's a large stone next to it, so that might be a location of identity. Um, while you're thinking about this, and Craig is talking about the use of the rings, he rugs them back and forth. Nothing's happening. But as you squeeze your hands together, uh, the rings light up. Mm-hmm. And, and I think uh, that I'm charging them by doing this. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. So you, you hold out your fist, you smile, you squeeze, 
And um, as as Craig holds out his arm and the rings, uh, like they're all gold with the ruby stripe in the middle, the ruby stripes turn orange, bright orange, and the whole rings light up. And uh, from your from your two hands, it goes, and three balls of fire just fly up from the rings and strike into the ground, doing 66 fire damage total uh, in different spots. And uh, uh, Craig, I want you to roll me a d23 times to hit, and this is just going to determine how close they hit to each other. Oh my gosh. That's six. Okay. That's a 12. That's a 19. Okay. So two of them are pretty similar spots, and the moment they hit the ground, fire hits, and then another one about 50 feet away from the grass, and there is fire in three spots. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so you all have just seen this happen. Tello leans back in the settle and goes, "Oh my goodness!" <laughs> I just want to—I want to say that the reflection of the fire is in like Craig's eyes, Craig's eyes <laughs> and he's smiling a little concerningly. Okay. And and I want to—you didn't say the pew pew. I said pew pew, pew pew. Yeah, because you're the one who says pew pew. So you. So said pew, when pew. Craig was doing the, he was actually saying pew pew. Okay. Okay. That's like the sound of a gun that you say what your character does, not me. <laughs> okay. Um, but yeah, there's fire in three spots on the ground. Okay. Maybe like a hundred feet away from. We the are place. gonna be warm tonight. I'm so efficient. How big the fires? Boz, can I get a nature check? Oh my! <laughs> I'm gonna make this a disadvantage, but I'm gonna burn my inspiration on can it I? because. Okay. Okay. Oh, I rolled a 19 and an 18, so I don't have to use my inspiration. And then I got a plus five. That's 23. Uh, yeah, 20. Yeah, 23. Yeah, that's gonna be. Uh, that's gonna be a huge. This is uh, miles of dry grass. Um, like there's there's precipitation around here, but it's not actively wet. This is miles of grass. Those three fires are very healthy. It's in the summer. Uh, this is gonna be a really serious problem, really <laughs> fast. No! Like not serious as in like, oh no, part of that field. Like this could very well be a wildfire. Okay. Um I uh, help. Hey guys, uh, <laughs> I want to help. Not only can we not make camp here, but I also this is going to be a huge, huge, huge wildfire that is going to oh probably God. envelop miles. So the two, the two flames that were near each we other to burn run. together, right and now. they start making like maybe like thirty square feet of fire, and the one that was on its own expands to about fifteen square feet of fire. We have to go on the horses now. And, and Tello run. starts going. Um, that looks really serious. We have to help. We have to, we go. Have to help. No, we can't we have just to so, get away. Okay, hold on. So, Craig, you're you are the one with the reins in your horse. What do you do? Wait, I haven't gotten off the horse yet. Do you get off the horse? No. What do you do? No. Um, I'm like beckoning them, and I'm getting ready, like ready okay. to go. What do you got? What are uh, 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 Tello just looks really concerned. He's he's put his he's like holding on to. Craig very tightly because Craig has the reins. Also, both of your horses like jumped and whinnied when the flames went off. Um, what, um, are, what are you two doing? Boss, what, are... what can we do to help? I I literally can't do anything at all. Actually, I don't have anything that I can do for this. We just have to kind of leave because there's no way we're gonna be able to stop it and hope just hope it doesn't hurt anything or hurt anybody. Does anyone um, else do anything else? We gotta go. I start I start whipping the reins to like head off in a direction. Okay, I do the same thing. The so the two horses begin racing. Greta, do you do anything? I'm I'm giving. I want a spell. I don't have a. I'm giving Abby an opportunity if there's anything. I want to like, I wish I, I don't, I don't have a spell and I can't find a spell in time, but I want to help. Oh my gosh. What the heck, Craig? There's nothing I can do. Is there anything um, that I could I don't know if there's anything with? you can do. Okay. Okay. So. It's up to you. I have to like. So here's what I'm going to do. Mm -hmm. I'm going to let Greta do what she's going to do. Mm -hmm. And you can be thinking while we're doing that. Okay. So Greta. Do you try and react in some way knowing that you have this spell? Prepared? Yes. Um, also, so if I use my three second level spell slots, can I I can also use a cantrip, correct? Uh, during the same turn? No, like like just... Cantrips can be used endlessly. Gotcha. Spell okay. slots, once they're used, you don't get them back to the next long rest, unless you're a warlock, because then it's different. But um, uh, And cantrips can be used endlessly. Okay. Um, so what does Greta do as, ba as Craig is trying to pull the reins away, trying to get everyone to leave, uh, and you and Boz are panicking, what does Greta do? Um, um, I'm gonna jump. How close am I to the fort, to the fire, the nearest fire? Um, so um, the nearest fire is probably like 60 feet away. Um, so uh, horses are. I'll tell you what. We're gonna worry about the movement speed later. Um, you, we're gonna learn horse movement speed soon. But you can, you can definitely get over there really quickly if you pull on the reins. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I guess I'll do that. Okay. Um, uh, do you tell Boz what you're doing? Yeah, Boz, uh, go to the nearest fire. Okay, so Boz, um, make an animal handling check to get to get the horse that shall not be named toward a fire, because the animal's not going to want to do that. 
Um. Okay. I'm gonna cast suggestion on the horse awesome. to 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 run towards the fire. Gotcha. Let me check the details of that really quickly because I think the creature has to understand the language you're speaking. But let me. Let me I know it says it doesn't have to understand. From what I from what it I. It doesn't have read. to. Um. That can hear. Oh nope. Can hear and understand you. Never mind. Um, yeah. I can't do that. Um, but um, you can make an animal handling check. Yeah, I'll make an animal handling check. Yeah. Okay. Because you are also riding the horse. Okay, so, I'm gonna burn my inspiration. Okay. I'm assisting. So you have the help action and you have inspiration. So I rolled a 19 on, on okay. disadvantage. So, uh, Boz, you pull on the reins and speak in Hil Sylvan, and this, the horse like protests and reacts, but eventually he gets going toward the flames with you. And so he's like, boom, 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 charging through the grass toward it. Um, oh, Greta, what are you doing? Idea. Okay, I have a cool idea of how I want to cast mm -hmm. it, but I'm just gonna, um, I'm just, I'm just, yeah, I'm just gonna cast it. Okay. So, um, where do you cast it and how? So there's there's two fires. Mm -hmm. There's the the one that's about like 30 feet square over here. Uh, it's been growing, and now one's about like no, I'm sorry, 20 and 30 feet. Uh, the two have joined together on that one patch. Um, are you riding toward the bigger or the smaller patch? Uh, how big is the bigger one? 30 square feet. Okay, so I'm gonna go for the bigger one. Okay. Uh, so you're where are you casting it? Above the fire on it. Above, like it's gonna like it's. A, it rains a down from the sky. Foot square, right? Um, 30 foot cube. Yes. But it adds five when I'm a second level? Uh, yeah, it adds yes. five feet when you cast uh, it second level. And it doubles the amount of water too. Yeah. So does yes. it add five feet to this area of the square in mm -hmm. general or? Yeah. Okay. So now it increases to like 35 square feet. Now it's 20 gallons. Okay. So, so yeah, um, I'm going to, I'm okay. going to cast it over gotcha. the 30 so, foot. So, um, you can always describe your spell casting if you want and... I, I have can, a, so I'm think yeah. I'm going to be staring at the fire and I'm like, I'm like, I've been looking at the pretty hills the whole time and I'm like, oh my gosh, like these, they're about to go up in flames. And I think I'm going to start crying a okay. little bit and then like, I don't know, water, tears and, and rain. Gotcha. I'm, okay. I start crying. No, I start crying absolutely. and then I cast this. So out. as, as the horse is tearing and grass and dirt are being torn up from behind and Boz has this really focused expression as, as he's manning the reins. Greta, you like bouncing violently in front of him. You, your tears well up in your eyes as you've spent a lot of time in nature and you really care about it. And you you pull out your symbol um, of Bishaba from your neck and you grasp it. The little sharp many points of the horns almost piercing your skin a little bit as you do. And as the tears roll down your cheek and you ro reach out your hand and you begin, what language do you speak in when you, when you say your incantations? <laughs> The only languages I know are just whichever I, one you like common. can be most interesting. Okay, so you begin chanting an incantation as you do in this um, almost vithlii hag-like tongue. Um, the the green energy coalesces around your hand, and the tears get pulled off of your cheek mm, and sick. pulled forward into the air. And as they rise above the fire, they mix together and they begin raining down over the fire. And um, as they fall down. Um, I would like you to make an arcana check oh to try and overwhelm the flame because it's very hard to rule it directly. So I want you to make an arcana check. It's not going to be the highest DC. But... Mm. Twenty. Um, the water rains down, and as the fire goes out, the smoke that comes up is not gray; it's green. Oh, sick. That pulls off. Awesome. And. Uh, that fire is put out. Okay. Um, the one to your left is probably another 60 feet away and it's growing. So it's gone from about 20 to maybe like 40 feet. Okay, I'm gonna wide. cast it again. Okay, I'm so gonna... well, we're gonna do this in yeah. turns. Yeah. So that was a turn. Okay. Um, and the fire, so you put one fire out and the other is growing larger. Craig, are you and Tello doing anything as they do this? Um, it's okay, if you aren't, I'm just giving you the opportunity. I don't, I don't think so. I think Craig's really ashamed. Okay. And he's just so your horse is just kind of like like trying to pull away from how for like a hundred. And we're feet just away. I I see that they're taking care of it, and I'm waiting for them, and I'm okay. and I'm kind of like, I am so ashamed of myself. Okay. And Tello is is sitting in silence as well. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, his hands still grasping really tightly under your shoulders because <laughs> there's a very large fire going nearby. Okay, so um, Boz, uh, mm -hmm. I'll say that you've succeeded on the first animal check. So I want you to make the next one's going to be a lower DC. So I'd like you to make another animal handling check. Can I also assist again, please? Can, can there, I cast there you guidance? Go. Can on I cast yourself? guidance on myself? Excellent. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So you have you are you're not at disadvantage because Greta's using the help action and you have guidance. So go ahead and roll your check. It's a lower DC. Okay. Because you've succeeded on the first one. Okay, that's 15. Okay, yeah, for sure. So you pull on the reins again and you get the horse that shall not be named to begin galloping toward the other fire. Um 
Sorry? No, oh, I, I feel like... I want to imagine like the horse is definitely afraid of the fire, but like, I don't it's, know, like I'm building trust with it. Yeah. I don't know. Like, well, it's and like, it's, you can, you can feel the horse like pull against you, but it's less the pulling in the reins and more the you placing your hand on its neck. That's like calming it down yeah. and you're speaking yeah. in Sylvan and rubbing its neck and it begins pulling toward the other fire. Um, Greta, you cast I feel like again. I'm always, always like, like, I'm not talking like it can't understand me because I can't speak to it, but I'm like, it's okay. It's okay. Let's, let's just, it, it's going to be all right. It's gotcha. like, I don't know, like in a very, in a very soothing, like here's like, we can do this. Here's the mission. Let's go type of thing. Gotcha. Um, the horse peels off <laughs> toward the other fire. Um, Greta, you cast again. You squeeze the symbol again. There's the green light. And um, uh, this time, moisture is just pulled out of the air and begins co coalescing and rains down. I want you to make another Arcana check. <laughs> Ten. Okay. Um, the, the water frames down on the fire and wait, it puts out about wait, half of the fire nine, actually sorry that's a nine right with the line underneath it yes ma'am okay so then 13 okay still not high enough Ugh. so um the water rains down and you miss a bit and it puts out about half of it okay. so there's still a 15 foot fire growing okay so i'm um, i guess I, it's not my turn yeah uh but if you don't have another action we can just go to the next turn so that or sorry it was 40 so it would have gone down to yeah 50, okay so the 15 fire doubles again as it grows so now it's back to 30 so you can try for your final third level spell slot yeah so this will either i'm fully... gonna cast guidance again okay on, on that? That, absolutely does that get yeah. any... uh, it adds a d4 correct roll you can roll a d4 and add the number to one ability check of your choice yeah okay so um, but you have to roll oh you can move before or after making the ability check yes okay um so you spell cast again. You use mm -hmm. your final third level spell slot, so you can go ahead and mark that off on your sheet. Um, and and so whenever you're marking off your spell slots, the the majority of what people do is, um, like you basically keep some people write numbers, some people put tallies because you have the total number that you can have, right? You mm -hmm. just mark them off as you go down. So you've okay. used all your second level spells. Um, I would like you to make your final Arcana check as you try to get the water in the right position to put out the flames. And you can add your D four if you need to. I. Does guidance kind of keep guidance if it uh for a minute, correct, Landon? Yeah, it's up to a minute that you can okay. have it. Okay, so if your roll is high enough, you can keep the guidance. You don't have to use it. Ooh, and what is what is Greta feel as you cast guidance on her? Um Hope. Oh. Okay. A rush of uh, like it's okay. Um at twenty two. Okay. Um you position the water perfectly this time and it over the fire. And as the green smoke pulls up, you can see there's still like charred embers in the in the base of the grass, but it looks like looks like the fire is very stopped. And um, you've successfully put out what would have been very certainly um, a fire that might have taken this whole these like miles up. Okay, can I do like an insider or nature check just to be a hundred percent sure? Nature check. nature check. Yeah, I want to do that too. Okay, both of you. Um, uh, that was that is. Uh, 11. Okay. Boss? One second. Ooh. I got a 16. Uh, Greta, you're not sure? You've spent a lot of time in nature, but you haven't seen a whole lot of wildfires. Um, uh, Boz, you're you're pretty certain that, that probably did the trick. It's probably Okay. Bad. I'm still stomping on places that feel hot. Me too. I don't okay. know. Like, so I, me too. Absolutely. Have you hopped off the like, horse? I have. Yeah. Uh, Greta, can you stay with the horse? Yeah. Okay. So Boz hops okay. off and you're, you're running around stepping on embers and they're... <laughs> being put out but uh you guys feel confident in your in the job you've done quelling the fire okay okay um so the fires are out uh what is everyone doing i get back on the horse do you think Wait, we should we should you could, okay as a player we could still make camp like well but do you think we should like do you think we should leave because it's kind of suspicious yeah. to just camp in like the for whatever middle it's of worth, you don't see anyone around for like a mile. I'm not saying I'm not saying what you should or shouldn't do. No one's nearby. You're very alone in a vast field. I still feel like we should like if someone comes up and finds us just like chilling in like a really burned like that could look suspicious. And we're already kind of a a, a weird group. Okay. Uh, so I get back on the horse and I start leading uh, my okay. horse. The two back horses over we to... converge near each other. Also, for the for the record, the road is probably like 500 feet off to the like left. Just okay. whatever that's worth, but. Um, okay. so yeah, you guys, the two horses meet up and you guys can begin having these conversations. Um, so, uh, Greta and Boz come back on the horse 
and Greta has like a little bit of sweat on her brow and uh, Boz has a little bit of, <laughs> um, there's some ash on his cloak, but it's got a weird green tint to it. <laughs> um, <but laughs> the, the horse returns and Spirit has like dilated pupils and he's <sighs> breathing heavily, but they return. And I'm Can petting it like, like I'm petting like his neck and his mane saying, it's okay, good job. You're really good. I don't know, just a really soothing, trying to soothing voice as much as I can. Gotcha. Um, real quick, can we take a moment and pause and just say how gracious Zach yeah, has been seriously, in this moment? Scary. So good. Um, oh, wow. It's new parties, new parties. DMs do the best um, job when okay. we support their parties. We cannot say so that Zach has not been a merciful DM. Uh, anyways, <laughs> um, uh, get back over to Craig and Tello. And um, um, oh man, what do I what, is, I'm not what gonna, do I do? I'm Tello not gonna say has anything. A, Tello has a very firm, understanding look on his face, and he just locks eyes with first Greta and then Boz, and he just nods, just sort of like, you know, in an understanding of like very well done. And um, uh, immediately he just puts a hand on your left shoulder, Craig, mm-hmm. and leans down and uh, like near you and goes um. It's important to learn consequences, but everyone makes mistakes. Craig doesn't say anything. He's looking sure. down. He, he says it and he leaves it alone. He mm-hmm. sits back up on the horse. Craig, we're, we're even. Craig takes off the rings from his hand. And are y'all close to us? or? Yeah, we're pretty close, I think. Like as much closely. I mean, you guys can be as close feet. as you want to be. You guys can be two feet away, whatever you want. Oh, I wanted to like give them to like. You can do whatever you want. Craig pulls I, the rings I hold, off of his hands. I'm, I'm not, I'm, out, I'm like still not making eye contact. I just hold out the rings and say like. Craig, you keep, those are yours. I don't deserve Those this. are yours. I don't deserve them. With, I mean, with great power comes great responsibility. And um, you have the power to do great things. Um, and I think that you still can. I just think you have to be very careful and considerate of the people around you of the life around you, whether it's the grass or me or Greta or Tello or the people that are coming down this road, seeking shelter. If they were faced with a wildfire, having nothing left, I can't, I can't even imagine what that would have done, but mm. y- you are powerful. He, and it's up to you to decide how you use that. He puts the ring. He doesn't put the rings back on. He puts them in his pocket and he doesn't say anything. He just keeps looking down. And he hands the the reins to yeah. Uh, Tello. Tello just reaches around and grabs him. He doesn't say anything. He just seems to understand. Mm-hmm. He turns toward toward Boz and he says, "Um, and Greta." And he says, uh, "Do we still want to make a camp?" What do you think? Is it? I mean, is it? Is it? Should we go somewhere else to not I, be close to the, I would the go scorching? Else. Okay. Yeah. Let's let's move on ahead. I mean, it, I mean, I assume that only took DM. I assume that only took like oh, a minute like, or two. No, it was like forty five seconds. Oh wow! It's real fast. Uh, maybe you're right after all, Tello. So Sorry? It, I said, maybe you're right, Tello. Maybe it is a bit early to make camp. Um, I, let's I see no reason that we couldn't ride for another hour and uh, find okay. a spot when the light is going down. And, I mean, I'm sure you all let's, did an excellent job, but just in case we messed up, um, I'd rather not be here if there's any problems. I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I think Are, we're is... okay. Everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Everyone's okay. Fine. I think Greta's like shaking. I think that was a lot for her. And she's okay. just like really like looking down and just kind of like shaking. Deep, sharp breaths. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Tello doesn't say anything. And he doesn't look back at you, Craig. He just mm-hmm. kind of gives you a moment. And he just, yeah. And the horse. I mean, you guys don't have to command mm-hmm. it. Licorice is getting out of there. So yeah. <laughs> the horses are on the way. Um, so you guys ride. Uh, Tello pulls it to much less of a trot and a bit more of like a uh, a real run, not necessarily like pushing the horse hard, but, and the horses, you guys continue on for a way. Um, though that experience was very like harrowing, um, it really can't be overstated how beautiful the landscape is. Mm-hmm. Um, which does put it in, I mean, not that Craig isn't already feeling it, but it puts it in sharp contrast, like sort of the value of what could have been destroyed. It's just mm-hmm. miles of open green. And, um, as you guys start moving far enough forward, um, the green, like you guys watched the the grass dance in the wind. And even as the light is fading, and also on the subject of beautiful sunsets that you watch, Craig, um, you get one to challenge the list because as the sun begins falling, first the sky begins turning to a deep navy, but in the division of the sky facing toward the east direction to which you're headed, um, the sun begins to drop down, almost sort of like pressuring your eyes 
to a degree. And the navy begins to fade into like a deep lavender, which itself gives way to a very soft lilac, itself bleeding into a deep crimson. And each of these hues, as they um, as they sort of like retreat outward with the tide of light, are being washed in by stars that are slowly sort of peeking through the sky, as if like bioluminescent jellyfish slowly appearing at the top of waves in like mm -hmm. some sort of a summer event. And slowly but surely as they dot the sky, they're changing the hues of colors over the grass so that as you all are moving forward, um, it's in this dimming light that you can make out that like the breaking waves of grass, almost sort of like reminding you of the ocean that you, the Skilianazga that you've spent so much time on recently, um, what you make out to be the crests of waves of grass um, reflecting the light as as the their thin leaves uh, change direction, you realize to be that you're making your way into some of these fields where the grass is flowering. And it's miles and miles and miles of pale white wildflowers um, that come from the grasses. The grasses are blooming. So there must be many, though that this would not be a number that your character could comprehend, there'd be many billions of flowers in front of you, each grass having hundreds. Um, and uh, these tiny little thin streams. And as, as the light is fading, it's beginning to lose the quality of individual flowers, even as far away as they are to see as you're moving by them. It's all starting to look like as if there's an ocean above you and an ocean below you on the land as you're moving forward. And the, it's starting to grow a bit cooler, but still not uncomfortable, maybe working its way towards 65. And uh, you guys are traveling slowly. And um, the road is becoming a little less worn. It's still a defined road, but it's less it's growing slightly more narrow, still maybe 20 feet wide, but the grasses seem to be fighting more. You can start to see where the road is being worn out simply by the feet and wheels that pass over them. So there's more uninterrupted grasses that are like trying to reclaim the paths. And um, you can see off to your right, a great, or I'm sorry, off to your left, a great river that interrupts the road briefly and a bridge that goes across it, maybe like a 50 foot wide or 50 foot long, 20 foot wide bridge that only goes a few feet off the ground. The river is wide, but it doesn't look like it's very deep. And uh, it's gonna cut in front of y'all's path in maybe like um, a couple hundred feet. So you guys can see that coming up ahead of you. 